0: Disclaimer What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off topic ranting. You have been warned. Mm-hmm. Lilo DiCaprio should play the illa. Michael B. Jordan to eat Mrs. Di. Her Jake Gyllenhaal is the smoke to be shut. We are bout to talk about washi's peaches. Lilo DiCaprio should play the illa. Michael B. Jordan to date Mrs. Di. Her Jake Gyllenhaal is the smoke to be shut. We are bout to talk about washi's peaches. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our, Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. All right, the audio sounding all right right now. All
1: right. Um, chiggy, chiggy, check. Chiggy, chiggy, check. All right, this is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal Whatchamacallit. Let me exit out of this uh, Joe Button stuff. <laughs> I love it, hip-hop coming on tonight. Um, this is a podcast uh, where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else, but you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention the individuals. We'll make it the name of this here, John. Hello. You already know who it is. It's the one and only Leo Archibald, aka Young Denzel. Oh she brats on the third. Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens. Robert Balmain Junior. Peter Party Starter. Belly rolling. Silk pajamas. Nate Yawine. Man, who else I am? Ah, uh, you already know they call me the the Nados. Uh, Natos. <sighs> who else they call you? I don't know. Need Nadana's <sighs> need. Uh, uh, what else they call me? Uh, uh Naki. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> they, they like to call me Niven Drago sometimes, or niven Nago. I don't know. Uh, um, who else they call you? I don't know. The Fantastic Nates and the Crimes of Grendel Nate. Um, what else they call you? Instant Nate. Uh,
0: uh,
1: what else? Robin Nate. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That one <laughs> doesn't even got nothing. Daintyhood. <laughs> uh. What else do they call you? I don't know. Rolling Man. Spread your
0: rolly wings. Going fantastical on Instagram is Joaquin Penisworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kyanya, Taylor, Joy, Van Zandt, Kai, Dolla $ign. Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Cool Breeze, you can call me the Hibachi Chef, you can call me Kai Anderson, Neon Ember, the FPG, the Bar Technician, the Word Bender, Raymond Kane, uh, what else, Hoodie K, Uncle Hami
1: wow, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime i'll be there when you need me just call and receive me That's the tried and true, and everybody likes. Nah, that's the garbage one. If we did, that everybody just has to tolerate because they like listening to the podcast. If we did get comments on the show, they would definitely be saying, "I like that." Like lot. Nah. All right, you seen any new movie since the last episode?
0: Uh, I did. First movie I saw was Creed Two. Let's talk about it. Um, first thing I need to talk about is the scene where he's in the desert. Not because he's shirtless, like reason why you want to talk uh, about it. Here we go. Well, because on the, they showed the side of him running. It looked like he was running at the speed of a light. Yeah. Where then there was an argument. They speed that up or not? No. I was like, they ain't speed that up.
1: That's him legit running fast. But the
0: way he was running, I'm like. That's the fastest run I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, Adonis- and, I, and I've seen Justice
1: League
0: <laughs> and with Flash in it. <laughs> man,
1: Adonis Creed is not only the best boxer of all time. Fastest man alive. Yeah, he He, he the greatest was running so hard.
0: Then what movie did I watch recently when they were running very fast? I can't remember. It
1: couldn't have been Divergent because that movie got Ansel yeah, in it. Yeah, Ansel, that's what started you
0: <laughs> off, my friend. That run in Divergent. Ansel. I gotta put that on Lil B Jill Hall page. <laughs> and
1: so funny, running your yeah,
0: Funny run. You about to be funny run for today? No disrespect, Anso. I'm ready for that album. <laughs> but you're funny run today. Yeah, we've been waiting for that album for a while, my brother. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's been too long.
0: Watch Ezra drop an album.
1: If Ezra drop an album before Anso and his
0: fire, <laughs> Ezra's album gonna sound like City Girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just listen to or some new video that they dropped called what "Was a Season with a Little Baby." I ain't see that And it uh, said uh, It's that time of the season Where dudes start Basically giving you money For no reason <laughs> And then they talking about How all the ways They're getting money Out of dudes And little baby Comes in with his He's like Hold on hold on I ain't giving you Bleeps nothing I <laughs> 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 This game spit the complete opposite I was rolling Oh man He a lot dirtier looking Than I r- recall Yeah He gets dirtier looking Every time <laughs> I see him This is the guy y'all like so much Yeah but, All right. Uh, All right. I wanted this Creed too. So, what did you think about the movie overall? I thought it was a
0: pretty good movie. Obviously, uh, it's not as good as the first one, in my opinion. Um, there were parts in the only in the beginning of the movie where I'm like, Michael B. and Tessa Thompson can't act. <laughs> I was getting so concerned, especially around the time when they were in the hotel and he was going to propose to Tessa Thompson.
1: I was, I was getting so scared. I'm like, oh my gosh! See, we Brianna spoke about the movie uh, we recorded yesterday, and I literally forgot about that scene until you just brought it up. Because when I was watching the movie, I was like,
0: (laughs) I was disturbed. I was
1: was sitting there, kind of confused for a second, like. That
0: that part when he was talking to Rocky outside of uh, Rocky's apartment. And I was like, Michael B phoned in. (laughs) He really didn't care about this one. He used all his energy in in, uh, Black Panther and he came in here and just threw it away. And I don't know what's up with Tessa Thompson. She must got arrogant after her movie run because they are not trying. Sylvester Stallone was acting circles around them at that point in the movie. I was dis- I was so scared. I
1: couldn't believe my... I was really shocked. I was like, please <laughs> no. is how you know I'm completely biased because in my head, I was thinking the same thing. But as soon as the rest of the movie went on, I put that out my memory yeah. so fast. <laughs> I'm talking about like, Michael B. bodied that movie. That scene where he let that one tear drop. Oh, like I told y'all he the best uh, actor of this young generation. It-, it was just so noticeable because the rest of the movie was fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: <that> I was <laughs> like... What is this part?
1: I was getting terrified at the script. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Ryan? Where is Ryan Cougar at? This is getting out of... I knew y'all should have let Sylvester Stallone help write the script. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. Sylvester Stallone, a good writer. (laughs) Oh But, but. That over,
0: I couldn't believe it. Somebody else directed that. That wasn't that had nothing to do with uh whatever his
1: name is Stephen Cable. Yeah, Jr. Stephen
0: Cable Jr. Somebody else directed that <laughs> part because they didn't try. I was scared. Yeah, that was very. Weird. I'm so glad that was at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah. Why were they acting like that? That was very odd because the scene where he was talking about how he was about to propose to Bianca felt he very was, weird. <laughs> they were,
0: and then her reaction to it was I'm very, like Tessa Thompson. Yeah, you're a good I, actress. I, so what is this?
1: That what that that shows you how much I didn't want that scene to be real because I <laughs> literally put it out of my head. Yeah. You just said <laughs> something
0: about yeah. it. I couldn't believe it.
1: But do the whole movie though it Was it just me or did Michael B like He was speaking with cotton balls in his mouth the whole time <laughs> <laughs> I was like why yeah. is his bottom of his mouth moving really shaped like that and <laughs> That's why I was like is he doing it Because maybe that's how a boxer's mouth would yeah, look Because he doesn't look like that in real life I was like maybe this is a deep character trait yeah. That no one's noticing But I even asked my mom she was like yeah, It really did look like something was yeah, going yeah, on with the bottom of his, uh, his mouth But Brianna she was like I I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. you was preoccupied with other things. Yeah, but yeah,
0: that beginning of the movie, I was in the theater like, no, 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 <laughs> like, no, no. It's Like it was a nightmare. I was getting so scared it was gonna happen throughout the movie. And yeah. this is coming off of my sister saying Michael B ain't that good of an actor. And then when I was seeing that, I was like, is she right? I, I was <laughs> like, I argued with her, and Michael B is up here doing this. <laughs> that was weird. Somebody
1: needs to ask him about this in an interview. Yeah, when
0: they shoot them a couple scenes? Like, why didn't you and Tessa Thompson act as bad as y'all possibly could <laughs> in those scenes?
1: Remember, they tried, like, all right, we're going to start it out bad. But then we're going to raise it up as this movie goes yeah, along.
0: Thank goodness that did not stay the whole movie. But then, an uh, old boy that's playing Ivan Drago's son, he didn't even say words. But I was like, he ain't that good of an actor <laughs> in certain parts.
1: Like the way he stormed up from the table in that one scene. Yeah, I thought I thought like as a, like a first-time actor, I thought he did pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. Mainly because like he was like a physical presence that the movie needed to yeah, be believable. That made it
0: better and the fact that he wasn't talking. If he had more lines, then it'd probably be more of a struggle for him.
1: But I'm getting sick of uh, Adonis fighting these dudes who are clearly not in his weight class. Yeah, and they lie to you and say they are in the same weight class. <laughs> they said for the
0: heavyweight
1: it's championship. Like, stop <laughs> it! The first dude he fought in the first one, Conlon. That dude was. Super wide and yeah. big and tall compared to him. <laughs> this one was even more ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know
0: what he would be uh, he would be in super heavyweight <laughs> and
1: Michael B. would be in I don't even know weight classes anymore in yeah. boxing. There's like at least thirty of them. Yeah. <laughs> is, but I just know they were not they don't definitely don't weigh around the same. He but. was so much
0: bigger than him. <laughs> Did they even show like the tail of the tape at the beginning of the boxing matches
1: like they do in normal? Uh, boxing movies? Nope. I know Brianna pointed out that how, like, um, Ryan Coogler did, like, he would show their stats before each boxing. Yeah. uh, uh what's his name? Stephen Cable Jr. didn't do that with this one. Nah, he's like, I don't need that. Because yeah,
0: if I show this, <laughs> then y'all see how much the difference in reach, height, and weight is. But
1: it yeah. just, like, it didn't make sense for him to do it in this one because there was only a select few boxers in this one, and we knew most of them. Yeah. Like the dude he fought at the beginning, he fought in the first creed. And then um, we already know who Adonis is. And then we they told uh, Victor Drago's stats, and it and this movie seemed like had like a darker tone and feel than the first Creed yeah. did. So that would have felt a little more comicky or not comical, but um, uh, just would have felt out of place if they would have would have added that little part in there. And you got to do stuff to make it seem different, like make people know that a different director directed this movie. So yeah. I thought that was good, and yeah, no, I
0: appreciate it there. Because in the first one, there was so much detail, even within the way they speak to each other and the lingo. And I was worried that this wasn't going to have that, and it was just going to be he lost a fight. He <laughs> then, like, go, like do a typical boxing movie. But it eventually got back into that detail where you actually understand who these people are and stuff. Because some of this, it can be... Inter- like, I ain't want it to be like, you can just put any actor in there. It can be a white person. <laughs> It didn't, but it it, uh, like the first one had that feel where nobody else other than them could play it, and I was worried this one wouldn't have that. But it turned after their bad acting performances (laughs) at the beginning, it turned around and it was pretty good. And having Creed going through what he went through added to that.
1: Before uh, before we leave the the flaws of the movie, there was one other major flaw for the movie for me, and that was the fact that when we knew he was about to fight, um drago for the first time i'm sorry that's a, that's a spoiler for anybody um i literally said to my mom and brianna exactly how the movie was about to go uh-huh. and it did that to a t and i was i was upset only because like i don't want the movie to be that predictable i mean literally big scene by scene i said like All right, he about to do this uh-huh. and this about to happen This about to happen This about to happen and this is about to have movie gonna go off and that's exactly <laughs> what happened i was like so that's the only like that. That's the only major flaw I had with the movie, just because of its sheer predictability. Yeah. And like I get that it's predictable from like boxing movies. Boxing movies usually go in a certain like way. It has to be like inspirational. They have to have like the montage scene, especially like the Rocky movies. They have to. He has to go through like some trials and tribulations. The fight has to literally last all twelve rounds or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Has to go down to the wire. Who wins? And we all know he's not gonna win or not. He's not gonna lose this one because he already lost the last fight in the first one, and he lost the first time to this guy. So we know how this is gonna go. So I don't have problem with that flaw or not predictability, but the sheer structure of the story outside of that. That's the the problem that I had with it. Was, they they changed like they
0: didn't give you the, the predictableness that you would think as soon as you saw the trailer. But it, yeah. then it, it was predictable once you seen the, because yeah. the trailer
1: you would you would think one thing. Yeah, but once you see the once you see the trailer, you see the first half of the movie, then you immediately know it's gonna happen. Yeah. like, oh, that scene didn't happen yet. All right, so that's gonna come up. This is gonna happen, and then. But um, so to start the movie out, you immediately can tell the different director styles when it comes to the boxing scenes because the way um stephen cable jr directs it his was a lot more um it still had that epicness to it like it still overreacted how boxing scene or actual boxing matches go where punches being thrown left and right and really no defense. But the sheer sound of the punches sounded completely different than the way Ryan Coogler did it. When Ryan Coogler did it, them punches sounded loud and, like, over the top and epic. So it brought more an epic feel to the match. And here, the punches' volumes was scaled down and sounded more realistic. So I thought that was um, pretty cool for him to differentiate his style so just to separate himself even more. Yeah. Um... I got a one question. Uh, <laughs> why were Adonis and Bianca staying in that same apartment from the, the first Creed still yeah. all these years later? <laughs> I have no clue. I was very concerned about that. Like, you pulling <laughs> in these checks. How are y'all still in her same apartment from all them years yeah. ago?
0: And I was wondering why they went from calling him Adonis, which is his name, to Donnie, mm-hmm. which is his nickname, which is understandable, to D, his name starts with an A. <laughs> you d- you don't g- give somebody the letter from off their nickname. Yeah, Bianca definitely called him. I think in
1: both movies she called him D and Donnie. This is- one it was just more noticeable because other people were calling him D. Oh yeah, they rarely said Adonis. So if you just That's if you're long. just
0: friends like natural friends with somebody but not like in a live every day, D is not what you would get from Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> that- <laughs> hey, what up, A? A D. I would literally be calling that. I would have called him Addy. You would have called him Daddy. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> you would have called him Zaddy. But that's <laughs> no. that's just that's just any dude that you like. Uh, anyways, I thought you said anywho. Franklin, turtle, shell, taco, Mexican, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> this show was very a lot worse. <laughs> That shit was a lot more offensive About 50 episodes ago Yeah we ain't did that in a long time That basically covers all the scales You got the Mexicans cause they eat tacos uh-huh. Antonio Banderas is <laughs> Antonio Banderas Mexican I'm not 100% sure I said something real offensive about Mexicans And Hispanics this weekend I wasn't even trying to be offensive uh. um, Alright back to this <laughs> Uh, what else we got? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, also with the boxing uh, scenes, this uh, this time around there was like first person point of view scenes, unlike the last oh, yeah. time. The la- or Ryan Coogler did like one shot scenes, which um, uh, this director didn't do. But that is something that he went headed at it. Uh, what else we got? Ivan Drago. That dude is just a sore loser, yeah. bitter. His his ex wife is crazy. Yeah, she very she disrespectful. left him
0: just because he lost a fight. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, I, but I like how I like the development of his character, though. Even though it's oddly to say, even though I think his character has developed a lot and done well, I didn't think he was in this movie that much. It kind of didn't seem like it. Like it's it's hard to explain. You
0: always forget he only had like one scene with them, really.
1: Yeah, like he had he literally talked to Rocky once. And he had one scene with him, and he didn't really talk to Adonis. He made it. He talked to him, kind of very slightly for a with second that
0: press conference.
1: Yeah, but then that got interfered when uh, the son stepped in. So I thought, mm-hmm. I thought we would have seen something more with that, especially since you know he kind of is the reason this whole thing is happening. He mm-hmm. killed your father in the ring, didn't show him any more remorse, and they're not sorry about it because they're going through this whole thing. And I would have thought I would have seen some type of, um. Like reconciliation between those two parties, like yo, my bad for killing you, your your pop, uh, you, you pop, uh, you pops or whatever, but right. really nothing. So it was more like they used they were there to tell their side of the story, and then there we had Adonis and Rocky over here who was dealing with the mental part of it. But that stuff rarely came together unless yeah. it was in the ring. Yeah, I do like how they set up the Drago family story and stuff. Yeah, they it even, made it made you almost root for them in some parts. Right Like they even started The movie out With them Which is I thought Yeah was, that was cool I was watching some interviews That's how you set
0: up A villain In superhero movies And stuff
1: Yeah that's how Cause I was watching uh, What's it called uh, Cable did some Interview With this guy That I watch on On YouTube Who does movie reviews And stuff and he said he was inspired by the Dark Knight and how that movie opened with Joker and his goons robbing that whatever place. And that really lets you know that they're taking that villain seriously. And then you watch the rest of the movie and you can see, like, okay, it makes sense that they basically wanted to show you that the villain is almost as important as Batman was, if not more. So they tried to, he tried to do the same thing with the Dragos yeah. and show how his life after that loss really took a downward turn. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um what else do we have? So I thought Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren... Lundgren, how do you pronounce his name? I thought he did a good job in the movie. Like, Even though when him and Rocky were having that conversation, that was one mumbling conversation. But yeah, I was
0: like, huh?
1: Like there was up. a
0: part... It was around the part where they were. Michael B. was about to propose to Tessa Thompson, and uh, Sylvester Stallone was talking to him, and at first I thought it was a joke in the movie that he said something that was so... I could not understand what he said at all. And I was like, all right, he about to make a joke about it. And this scene just continued forward. I was like, no, they couldn't. Why did they leave that in this? I can't remember what he said because I don't know what he said.
1: He must have shot that first, the first ten, five it to ten rushed. minutes of that movie early on in the process.
0: He mumbled something. <laughs> they need that subtitle so bad, he mumbled something crazy. Sylvester, Sylvester
1: Stallone is probably one of the best acting mumblers. Mm-hmm. Him and Vin Diesel. Yep.
0: <laughs> Why haven't they played father and son in a movie yet? <laughs>
1: I could definitely see in them punching villains together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Put Sylvester in the next Fast and Furious movie, if
1: y'all ever make it. He really should, because I would say put Vin Diesel in the next Expendables movie, but that would be taking a very downward turn to his career. (laughs) He ain't ain't there yet.
0: He too busy about to film this uh, XXX4. (laughs) Which I forgot they were
1: making. Um, This movie oddly breezed past Rocky's cancer victory.
0: Yeah, they don't care. We're we'll <laughs> going to the next and one. I that was, that was very weirded
1: out by that. Like, y'all <laughs> mentioned it in passing one time, but there was never an official statement that he beat cancer or that he still has it. I'm assuming he beat it, but y'all made that such a big deal in the first one. I would have thought maybe at the beginning of the movie, get some sort of blunt resolution to that big situation in his life. They're going to give Rocky a different problem in each movie. Yeah, I guess. First movie, cancer.
0: Second movie, I'll talk to my son. <laughs>
1: My dude went to the phone, pulled out his little black book of numbers to call him. I was rolling. This dude ain't got no cell phone. He got a, a book with numbers still in it that he got to go up to phones in regular places. He like, dang, I need to call my son. Let me stop at this uh, nearest restaurant, see if I can use their court list real quick.
0: Why doesn't he talk to his They ain't giving me enough explanation to why he just, after, especially when you see how old his son is. Yes. After all
1: these years, his son went off and started shooting. This is us. <laughs> oh
0: man, um, what else? I was when 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 they been were hinting at his son the whole movie, and I knew it was coming. They were gonna finally reveal him. I'm like, who they gonna have playing Sylvester Stallone's son? That's on a good enough level. To make it worth being like, oh look at that, because oh, yeah. they could either go very far off, just not famous, or you got to go somewhere in between where
1: it's like worth it. Well, I didn't know he played his son in Rocky Balboa. He did. Yeah, that shows you how much I remember that movie, <laughs> and that shows you how much he was a nobody back then. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so the fact, well, that, I guess that's pretty cool then. Yeah, the fact that he came back and did this really quick scene to carry over and keep the continu- continuity. I thought that was pretty. Granted, cool. most Creed fans. Oh, they haven't seen Rocky yeah, by they, boy. yeah, they had to go back and do the Wikipedia search of Rocky Four so they can be caught up. Yeah,
0: because when I was explaining... Uh uh, some of the Rocky stuff to milkshakes. It was getting so complicated for my own self. <laughs> like, okay. Are you really,
1: I really don't know <laughs> some of this. I only know because I used to watch as a kid. I used to watch those movies when they would be they would be marathons. One, <laughs> two, three, four. I never cared about <laughs> Rocky Five. Yeah, <laughs> that one was trash. <laughs> but one, two, three, four. I used to watch back to back all the time. Yeah, I was trying to explain I'm like.
0: There's kind of several of these. <laughs> and they start blurring together when like when you start thinking about it, like eventually I think Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, Hulk appears. Hogan was in, I believe, the third one, because yeah. that's
1: when Rocky did that little he was super popular then, so he did that little wrestling match. mm mm-hmm. And like then Mr.
0: T is that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then, Rocky yeah.
1: three. <laughs> you gotta explain all that stuff. But yeah. Um what else do we have? I thought um, yeah, I thought Stephen Cable Jr., I thought he did a great job as like to follow up yep, Steven, he, or Ryan Coogler. He's good. So um, if Ryan Coogler don't want to do Black Panther 3, i got somebody who <laughs> yeah, can do Yeah, they can it. just keep following <laughs> behind whatever next movie Ryan Coogler does if you don't want to do the next one. And shout out to Sylvester Stallone, because he said, as originally, if anybody remembers, he was supposed to direct this. Mm, right. And <laughs> direct. And then he ended up passing it down, and he said the reason he didn't direct it was because... He knew that this movie is, like, catered to, like, younger viewers as well. He thought that he wouldn't be the best person See? to continue on that trend that Ryan Coogler started. <laughs> so him and Michael B. had to go find a guy who they thought would be putting in See, capable hands. I like that they did that. People underestimate Sylvester Stallone as a filmmaker just because mm-hmm. Expendables. And the way he looks. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and sounds. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but he can Darn act. that, he's smart. Uh-huh. He got an Academy Award nomination I think so Writing Well he was nominated for Rocky back in like oh, the yeah. first one I don't know if
0: he won or I don't think so But And he knows black people a little bit
1: Yeah he knows Terry Crews he knows, he knows how to write some black stuff He tried his best <laughs> you can tell In this movie yeah, that was funny. That's why I was like, was that him?" Because I know it was, uh, what's it called. The director also helped yeah, write also this movie. Yeah, also helped write. I'm like, so, which one is Rocky? And which one is you? Yeah, <laughs> Sylvester. I'm, S- like, let me take my time. Because that really terrified me when I saw Sylvester Stallone was writing the script. I was like, "Oh, none of that black slang is gonna be in here." Yeah. All right. Well, he probably wrote the script and then said, "Put some of that black slang in it for me." Let me test that out. Put some black. He wrote all his edits in black. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you put yours in red pen. i gonna put all mine in. I want you to write it white on white paper yeah. so I can go over and X the whole thing out and put it in black. Uh. Uh, the whole and like as I said before, Creed, that movie from start to finish got me like rooting for Adonis and getting me all amped and pumped for the big fight. And afterwards, makes me want to box. This movie did the same thing, but like on a lighter scale. So the build up to the final fight was like, it was there but it wasn't as great as I thought the the it was in the first one. I think this movie did everything great, but not as well as the first one, which is understandable because the first one was one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, but it's the first time seeing them characters and stuff, so yeah. that adds to it. But this, uh, another reason why I was explaining before um, on the Share the Door podcast, <laughs> uh, why Michael B. to me is like, I mean, I'm biased, but if I wasn't biased, it still should be known that he's, like, one of the greatest actors of this young generation, if not the best one. Because not only can he act, even though he has his movie show, he can have his moments. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I wasn't aware. That's why I was so startled. I,
0: but, dang, that's that's like when you see seen Kobe in his last season,
1: his knees is going out. You're like, the ain't Kobe. Yeah, this ain't the same dude I know. <laughs> but then, then he my, comes back to form yep, and shows 60 him. points. But, um, but not only is he a great actor. He he, him, he's a very likable actor that you want to root for. Because anybody can play that character. A black guy can play that character, not a white guy. But nobody can like make you like, like this is just a likable person. This is a people's person. He can just bring that likability factor. To, he usually does that to all his characters on top of acting very well. So that makes you want to root for him also, and also give him his credit. So that's why Michael B. is one of the GOATs. And, uh... Yeah, that scene where they found out a, a a very important scene where they found out about their child, and he was just looking at the the results, and then once he knew the yeah, thing yeah, wasn't yeah. going well, he let that tear just shed down a, a stream <laughs> down his eye, and then he had to do that like, <laughs> wipe it away. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's the Michael B. I know. Yep. That's that acting Michael B. And then Tessa Thompson was like, "I ain't gonna let you one up me." Uh-huh. And then she answered, "We right got back we got some stuff tears. to make up for <laughs> after yeah. what we did." Yeah, then they started they started getting in their bag, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the movie was great. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year. It's hard to pinpoint where it's at because I know it's not ahead of a certain movie. It ain't nothing moving a certain movie that's at the tippy top. Yeah. But where it falls after that, it might shuffle here until we do the the top movies uh, that we got for the year. But yeah. it's still a great movie. And if they decide that they want to make a third one, I'll, even though I'm not saying they should. Yeah. But I can definitely see them doing, it especially with the money it's making. Yep.
0: Yeah a third one would work. This is one where I'm not as afraid of there being a third one like I would with some other movies. Would Rocky be in this one? Or would they
1: put him in there and kill him off? <laughs>
0: they have to wrap up somebody's story.
1: Yeah, they got to kill him. I off. can
0: see them making Drago with the old boy his
1: comeback. Now nah, they should they're going to move it ahead all the way to the future where his daughter is yes. grown up <laughs> and she's going to be a UFC fighter. <laughs> that would be so... It would be so futuristic. Creed 3. Mixed martial arts. Something, <laughs> something. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely a great movie. So, looking forward to see where we put that on our year-end list. Yep. Um. Alright, you see anything else? I also
0: saw... Or, I watched Crazy Rich Asians. So, how whack did you think that movie was? I was like... I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> I like something just to have on. It wasn't nothing where I'm like, "This sucks. I don't want to watch this." But ain't nothing I want to watch again. And it's not necessarily that wasn't definitely wasn't made for me.
1: Um, you was on pins and needles when you saw that uh, mid-credit teaser for the next one.
0: That was. <laughs> I don't like mid-credit teasers like that. That's all <laughs> But then uh, not that like I'm trying to be stereotypical. When I tell you, I didn't know who was who in some scenes, the, to the point where I'm like, I don't really care. Aquafina <laughs> <laughs> looks like Aquafina, so I'm not going to be Aquafina sounds. Yeah, it sounds. You could be
1: asleep and hear her yeah, voice like, that's All right, Awkwafina. That's Awkwafina to
0: to. I knew who the lead lady was. I knew who the man was. Everybody else don't know who yo were. I knew who Ken John, Ken John was. The rest of y'all, oh boy oh boy. That's a movie you can't fall asleep on. Yeah. Because people will blend together. Yeah, I definitely walked out of the room to get some uh, snacks I watched it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, didn't I watch it on Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was exactly. on Thanksgiving, so I was eating and stuff, and then coming back, i like, I don't know what's happening. Nor do I care. <laughs> yeah, that ain't nothing when I'm like, happened?
1: <laughs> like, hey, all hey, right, run, run that back. Yeah, <laughs> rewind that, <now>, please. <laughs> all
0: right, hey, pause that. Yeah, so... Yep, it's crazy with agents. It was all right. It wasn't terrible or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not, not necessarily made for me. And then lastly, I saw Widows. This is a movie where I pulled my signature. I don't need no setup to the movie. I'm going to sleep this one <laughs> off. <laughs> i I catch y'all in the middle. I figured out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Got in there. He was watching the movie, got the setup, laughed at John Barenthal, <laughs> didn't. When you said it was even less than in Baby Driver, I believed you, but I didn't believe it was going to be that much less. Uh-huh. I was like, what? He's there, that he's gone. He's in this movie <laughs> for about 35 seconds, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> he comes in, says something funny, <laughs> then you see <laughs> his back. And then never again. I was like, what? And I literally felt like he's been in a movie before where he's shot and he has his arm around his two guys. and they're Probably. <laughs> I it, couldn't believe this. It's was, getting frustrating. And that made me think, like, who are the other guys that they had the same amount of time? Are they
1: famous? Yeah, because you got one famous guy. <laughs> that's crazy. One guy got his own TV show. When, at least. That's what's nuts. He has his own TV show. Off a of, from a popular brand, and he was on Walking Dead. Like, right? They made a big deal when he came back. I don't get it. He's in a bunch of movies. Like, where's the where's he's the missing where's the missing thing at? Is, these
0: all, is it next year when he's gonna be in the movies more? Yeah. What uh-huh. is he
1: signing these contracts? Because
0: <laughs> this was crazy. <laughs> this was because he wanted to. He wanted to do a Steve McQueen movie. He Wanted to be did in you, this cast.
1: Did you see Edward Norton? Or what, did I blink and did I blink and make nah, that? If it, game, if it happened right? in the beginning. I didn't see nothing. Nah, this was he was the cop, the cop with the blucky.
0: Uh, if I did, I didn't really comprehend that it was him because
1: it happened like that. That's why it makes yeah. Me yeah so like, that must
0: be why I ain't see it. <laughs> Like it could be, barely
1: stars do a quick scene in these movies? It very quick. He came through, went pop, pop, and then, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and then he was <laughs> gone for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like,
0: was that Edward <laughs> <laughs> That would be
1: really funny if it was Edward Norton. I gotta look that up. Yeah. Now I gotta make sure. Edward Norton, widows. And if nothing comes up, then I'm tripping. But I also thought I was tripping when Tyler Perry was hitting on that uh, Thorley <laughs> dude. <laughs> Come to find out, I wasn't. It was the rest of the theater that was tripping. <laughs> he called him the gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, he tried to slip that in there
0: all nonchalant or whatever. He it was like the gorgeous. The, 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 it was nasty. That's the, what the, the, the was. gorgeous. Or
1: something. Okay, I typed in Edward Norton widows and I ain't see it.
0: <laughs> uh, it could be. It could be like the same search when you type in Michael B. Jordan. Uh, <laughs> Ken
1: <laughs> that fact that that one video had like two hundred some views. A full-blown <laughs> interview with him. And it was Michael B. Jordan <laughs> like, for a major motion picture. You're like, hey, you did like, you didn't promote this movie at all. <laughs> That's
0: terrible. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I was asleep on and off, I think, about three times <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. But then I got into it. I was enjoying it. Um, I, I didn't realize... Because uh, that real tall girl, De- Elizabeth DeBecky or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this ain't the first time I've seen her, but I couldn't tell you where i seen her. Yeah, I
1: didn't realize she was the one in, like, Guardians. Yeah, she was and-
0: in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, oh, okay, that's where she about... I looked her up. She's 6'2". She looked more like 6'7". Yeah, because she <laughs> towers over all these women. Let um, me just break down the actress. You got Viola Davis. You know who she is, what she's going to bring to the table,
1: which... The way she played it, it feels like it was okay. The guy's name is Josh Bywater. That I thought it was <laughs> Edward
0: Norton. <laughs> Edward Norton's brother, um, Viola Davis. The way this movie is, you would think like there was like a movie prior to it, with the way her character acts and stuff. It makes like the character feels familiar, so that makes me think she just acts like that on a lot of <laughs> the different things. Michelle Rodriguez. It was. Like you know Michelle Rodriguez is a very tough woman and in this I think she was meant to be not like that. But it's so it was weird seeing that, but she still came off just like that. Then you had the tall lady I was speaking on, she did a good job in the movie. Um yeah. then you had another woman that wasn't a widow, a yeah. part of the crew, which who, was play
1: Harriet Tubman in the Harriet Tubman movie.
0: She is? Mm hmm. She's very buff. <laughs> it made me think that she was just a physically fit person that they wanted in this movie. Nah,
1: she's. I guess she got popular from uh, Broadway. I forget what she played on Broadway. Okay, well, She
0: was in shape in this movie, and she ran a whole lot in this movie. Her character was very forced. I ain't even going to lie. Oh, yeah. The setup was forced. <laughs> I was just When going- I, when they first showed her, I'm like, oh, they been showed her in this movie because I was thinking I missed her when I was asleep or something. No,
1: that's just how they put her in there. Yeah. She ain't got nothing to do with anybody. No, That was very weird. She's the, not a widow. The fact that Michelle Rodriguez's character was very trustworthy or trusting of her, I thought was very <laughs> odd. Just What was very odd was how comfortable she walked in and got to
0: playing with the kids' feet and stuff. That's <laughs> a very weird service.
1: <laughs> you literally just go on some app, they send a random person to babysit your kids. Uh-huh. She
0: ran across town to get to get there, which reminds me of something somebody said today, when they said they're gonna go Uber in Indiana, uh, for the football games, and she, she said something about last year she made uh five hundred dollars. I'm like, how much gas she spend? On the way up and back, is that worth that drive? Yeah, I don't. Huh.
1: I, I just assume it's never worth it, <laughs> so I would never do something like that. But anyways, yeah, you got
0: her character. She was she was pretty good, I guess. Oh, yeah, and, she,
1: yeah, she's playing Harriet Tubman. She was also in Bad Times at the El Royale. I'll keep forgetting. Okay, the, the people person. in this movie did about three move, three to four movies each mm-hmm. this year. She, she was also in Sister Act on. Uh, on uh, as a, on a play Okay And she came And she was famous Because she did uh, She played Sealy In The Color Purple On Broadway uh,
0: Okay But uh, Yeah what else You had Liam Neeson Who I mean he really wasn't I mean, obviously, you see from the trailer why he's not in the movie a lot. This movie, this should—I felt like it shouldn't even been called "Widows." No, it wasn't. It should been called "Widowed," because <laughs> that's what happened. But this movie—that didn't even happen really, if you know what the twist is.
1: The story was the movie was—I thought it was a really good movie, but it was a good movie. It, it was just too broad in its story. Like they was focusing on Colin Farrell's character too much. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry's character slightly too much. You you think it's setting up something that it's not. Yeah, when it gets to the whole like the big shebang at the end, I was like, "Oh, this is all y'all it did." It
0: had nothing to do with. <laughs> they just wanted them characters in it
1: because they didn't really have nothing to do with Colin Farrell, really. I mean, I thought I was gonna set it off for 2018 by like a, a established Academy Award winning director, and yeah, that's yeah. not what I got. But did you see the hilarious scene with Daniel Kaluuya, Which with the dude one? in the wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> That uh, that scene alone, he should win an award for. Yeah. That scene and the scene where he's asking to do the dudes to rap. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the scene my mom jumped out of her seat, hands flailed in the air, <laughs> and, and sheer surprise.
0: Oh, hold on, I gotta do an intermission. <laughs> Groceries are here. <laughs> yeah, and Daniel Kalu- uh, Kaluuya was listening to them rapping. Uh, and he's just nodding his head before, you know, he did exactly what he thought he was going to do. <laughs> and I don't know why I could guess that he was going to do the tell the dude to run and then shoot him in his back. Oh, of course. Uh, I feel like they've been doing that in movies lately. <laughs> that dude just seems so menacing in that movie. Yeah. Acted very tough. Uh, paper boy. He, he was a guy that didn't want to go back to that, so... He was trying to get into politics, even though he was very threatening of um Viola Davis in one of the early scenes where he lifted that dog by his by his collar. Yeah, that was me. But she took that dog everywhere she went. And so I thought the dog was gonna die. Yeah, that's I thought it was gonna be a big scene where the dog gets shot up or something crazy. Thank goodness they didn't do that. Yeah. I ain't trying to see
1: that. I already saw a movie where this weekend where they killed the a pet.
0: <laughs> and then uh, what else happened? I thought it was a pr- pretty good movie overall. Um, it's something definitely worth seeing. It's interesting. Um, it ended not as complicated as I was guessing. The very, very end made me feel like, what's that mean? And I know y'all ain't making a two, so what's this doing? Like, Is it setting up something or is it supposed to tell you something?
1: I think it was supposed to be a, um, a shot on her character, like a explanation on her character, because about the whole thing she was very, like, Mean and they constantly kept pinpointing that. Yeah, not want to
0: be friendly or nothing.
1: And it was because of the situation. But now that everything's all good, she's got everything squared away, and they was able to put that to the side. Or She was able to put that to the side finally and just be.
0: That's what I was figuring, but I felt they ain't put as much emphasis on that. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, (laughs) to let you know. know. Cause if it's not that, then that's just know, a very it, weird scene. <laughs> like
1: that. He just he just wanted to leave us guessing. Um, like Steve McQueen,
0: and then I spoil the twist. I really don't care, because <laughs> um, what happened? Oh, when they reveal that Liam Neeson is still alive, for some reason it looked like Liam Neeson was CGI'd or something. Like he wasn't actually even there, because the way he was sitting, John Barrett thought it should have been CGI. Yeah, it might as well. they might as well have just had her act like with nothing there, <laughs> and just that do scene, the reactions.
1: That scene was so funny. Just to, to see him not be in the movie anymore was yeah. That that was a setup
0: of somebody who's gonna be in the movie for a lot longer.
1: It went, boop.
0: Yeah, and then he stopped laughing as soon as she mentioned uh, him, uh, her not liking when he hits her. (laughs) He's like, "Yo, cover that up, making me feel bad." She's like, "I feel bad when you you did did it to me."
1: Then then that smile got off of his (laughs) face. (laughs) Like we was having a good moment, you just ruined it by bringing up my transgressions.
0: Yeah, I know they were used to set up what happens to these women in the future, but his like (laughs) that just seemed like they were setting up something more. And what I can't even what was it about Dang, I forget what the other thing was. Oh yeah, their son, that whole scene.
1: Yeah, that just felt like an extra. Just they tried to give their relationship a lot of depth. You just thought they was a happy, a happy couple, but they tried to give it a little too much depth, I guess. Like, cause all in all, like you know, if your husband died, yeah. you're gonna be, you're gonna feel a certain way because your husband died. I don't need all this like backstory. All this extra like sentimental backstory to give yeah, them like they made her life terrible. Like oh, they weren't that happy after all. Oh, their kid died in a, a racist incident. Like
0: y'all could have just we <laughs> yeah, that just, was crazy. Could have just
1: widows like they widows.
0: Have them go and give them that motive. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry came and uh threatened her.
1: Yeah, pay. How about you know we pay attention to the other widows too? Besides the one who was just basically living with the man, getting money from him, had no other way to support herself until now she has to figure it out after she dies. We don't even know nothing about uh, Michelle Rodriguez's dude, besides the fact that you know he was lying to her about the money.
0: Yeah, and she, she just wanted her store back open. That's, yeah, she really did. I a, wouldn't, she did a lot to just, yeah, we, and the way, uh, I, I felt like the job wasn't finished when.
1: Yeah, we can really delve into the whole, like, <laughs> for one, the crime was very small, for, and they basically tried to build a whole movie around it. For two, if we spoil it, spoiler alert, they got away scot-free, and it was a little too simple.
0: And felt like Viola did a mo- most most of the heavy lifting in this. <laughs> Basically, I, I don't know. she's yeah. the
1: one who finished it up. She did the hardest part. Yeah, she let that thing ring. So yep. I don't know. I just made that up. I, don't, I honestly don't even remember what happened to that. Yeah, scene. she she
0: did the she did the final <laughs> shot. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's her name? Didn't she didn't really do anything because she got shot so fast. <laughs> And and she the, did all the stuff beforehand. Yeah. Getting, getting a whip, getting the guns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when it got to the moment to be the first yeah. one, and then she had to go to the
1: hospital, and they didn't want to just go to the hospital by herself. Yeah, so Michelle Rodriguez that. hopped out. And then, and then one of the girls was useless because she was supposed to be the getaway driver and got hijacked before she could even do yeah. anything. Yeah. She <laughs> so, sat
0: there and got hijacked. So that makes sense. And her- in one of the scenes when they hired her as a driver. In the next scene, she's in the passenger seat, which made me like, oh, so she's not. She's just going to drive
1: when they do the job. Cause- he just wanted her in that movie. That's what I'm thinking, because <laughs> he probably wrote that character in at the very last minute. Yeah. Like, if you want to do a movie with her, you just find a different role for her to do.
0: And yeah. so that's because the way Michelle Rodriguez decided that she should be the driver. Can you
1: drive? Anybody could have been that. Somebody more trustworthy could have been that, but <laughs> they whatever. They could but have
0: the- hired a legit driver. <laughs> but the movie's still good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good movie for all them faults. Two movies where there's a lot of stuff that said was wrong. Creed, it was just really that first scene.
1: That was bananas. Yeah, we just stuck on that. That first scene was just so funny. The fact that it was crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe we, that. Crazily, like, am I actually Am, am I the only one? Because I genuinely was sitting there, like, dead silent to myself, like, <laughs> I ain't saying nothing to nobody about yeah, it. Yeah, just like, is he, are they really acting? I couldn't this, believe this this was it. Was a little off kilter to me. <laughs> it,
0: I, I was downright weird. It was they were so bad. Because I, I was like, all right, maybe Michael B is just doing something with this. But when Tessa Thompson returned the, <laughs> returned the ball over the net, just as bad. Oh, they playing a, they playing she, a gag on us. She had no emotion. Her are you re- serious, D? It, that was weird. <laughs> Why was she acting like that? Yo was,
1: yo. yo. <laughs> is that a yes. Yeah, <laughs> their acting was very weird. Yeah, they, uh, get that out. they had to get that bad stench off them so they can embody the rest of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the movies I saw. All right, I saw. Of course, I saw Creed two. Then I saw The Grinch at the movies. You're a mean one. I thought I I thought I wanted to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then as I watched it, I just wanted to watch it less and less. <laughs> yeah, you was- just watched the Jim Carrey one. Because I've made so many jokes beforehand. How about all the Grinch stories are the same? And I'm not watching anything new. And this one really proved it. Like, this movie really added nothing. And Dang. I think that's what made me. And I didn't dislike the movie, but it just literally. It, I didn't have to see it because it didn't add anything for me. Benedict Cumberbatch did a good job as a Grinch, but he. This Grinch was so unmenacing. <laughs> and that's what made me also mad. Like, this Grinch wasn't that mean. <laughs> he kind of he was very kind. He really he was nice to his dog, even though like he would be mean to him sometimes. But he was nice to him. He was nice to like this random animal. He just wasn't that mean, and I think that was making me mad. Uh, they just wanted him to be grumpy. He, he was just, just kind of grumpy, but he also like he was you know just a normal person. He had his reasons for why he didn't like it. It didn't seem very <laughs> weird. He just didn't like Halloween, but he wasn't that bad about it. And everything they did, like from the stealing or the ruining of Christmas, from the. Finally, actually liking Christmas. All those moments happened so fast, and I was just like, "Oh, we just not gonna dwell on this at all." That's crazy. So I was, and I fell asleep on it. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) as he got to, and I wasn't mad about it. And then, last (laughs) but not least, I saw "Can You Ever Forgive Me" with Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant. This movie is a nerd thriller or a nerd heist thriller (laughs) because the fact that this was a crime, her writing letter or her, her forging letters for uh from famous authors pretending that they it was them who wrote it and selling it to like bookseller or bookstores and for stuff one i forgot all <laughs> about this movie and the fact that it's out yeah i only, I only like really wanted to, well there's a lot of, like indie movies that i want to see just because i know they'll be like relevant around award season they've been saying how good of a job she did in this movie i'm like oh, let me see this movie and she really did do a good job she didn't like play she played her like kind of herself but a more serious version of herself so it wasn't too off-brand but it shows just how, like, she is actually a great actress when she does, when she has good movies. Yeah. Because Spy was a great movie. She did a great job in that. Bride'smaid was a great movie. She did a great job in that. And those were her just, Bridesmaids was her just being comical. What about Tammy? Those were one of the worst movies. That's when, <laughs> that's when she started making very bad choices. That's why I always say her and her husband shouldn't work together. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they need to get divorced. Even though Life at the Party was funny. Um, but... Yeah, so she was she was kind of on brand but more serious, but she did a great job in this. Richard E. Grant did a great job in this. So, performance-wise, I thought it was good. And their performances made which should seem like it should be a boring movie where oh, the FBI is coming after me because I'm foraging letters from authors. <laughs> uh, that sounds like it should be boring, but it actually was better than I it the story, the like the entertainment part of the story was better than I expected it to be. And I think it had a lot to do with the performances of the main cast and the guy The Latino gay fella from 13 Reasons Why Mm -hmm. is also in this movie.
0: Is he a Latino gay fella in this? Yes, he is.
1: And I'm like, my dude is getting typecasted as gay people, (laughs) which is unfair (laughs) to the actual gay people in the world who take these acting jobs. He ain't gay. So the fact that he keeps getting these gay acting jobs. (laughs) That's crazy. Give it to these uh, gay actors. Let them get some roles. Like the
0: other dude on 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, let him
1: do that role. Hey, that's what you mean. (laughs) It's just like uh, these white people playing all these uh, foreign people. Yeah. Gods of Egypt. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and he whatever. He had your <laughs> brother playing
0: an Egyptian.
1: In that other movie where uh, Christian Bale was playing Moses. <laughs> 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 so, oh, come on, let's man. chill out, y'all. And, yeah, that's what I saw. All right, uh, before we move on to what we got going on for this episode, you got any games for us? Dang, why didn't I? I was trying to cue
0: up this little theme song. First of all, I got to look up my shoulder to see what game this was, which <laughs> is sad. Well, I need to be a little more prepared next time. All right. Got to <laughs> improvise. <Excuse me>. go <sighs> What?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. y'all know what that thing means y'all haven't heard it in a while probably but that means this is franchise player this is the game where i give him four actors then four actresses then four directors and for each of those there's four movie franchises whether a movie that has multiple sequels a, a big um property that could make a movie franchise um and things like that. Um, every time I'm going to say Fast and Furious just to see the different combinations. But he has to tell me which actor, then which director should go to which franchise. Meaning which actor or actress should star in the movie. And then when it comes to director, who should direct it. And then he gives me a little bit of his take on what that movie would be. Your first actor. Ansel Elgort. Huh? Jaden Smith. Okay. Jalil White. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, your movies. Jaleel White. <laughs> Pokemon. A Pokemon movie. You don't got to be Detective Pokemon. It can be a regular Pokemon movie or whatever you choose. G.I. Joe. Indiana Jones. And a National Lampoon movie. It don't have to be Van Wilder. It can be whatever. It don't got to be a vacation. It can be whatever.
1: All right, so my actors are Jaden Ansel, Jalil White, and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And the movies are Pokemon, Indiana Jones,
0: G.I. Joe, and National Lampoon something.
1: All right, let's get this Jalil White out the way. Okay. I am going to put him, Pokemon, Indiana Jones, National Lampoon, and what was the other one? G.I. Joe. Jalil White is going to be in... Why do I keep forgetting the last movie you keep seeing? Poke- G.I. Joe. Okay. G.I. Joe. I'm putting him in G.I. Joe. Okay. He's gonna be one of the not the Marlon Waynes character from the first one, but a lesser Tier one. He's gonna be one of the the G.I. Joes, but not G.I. <laughs> Joe himself. <laughs> All right, so he's a
0: Joe. Now we got Ansel Jaden, Ryan Reynolds, and we got Pokemon Indiana Jones, and national lampoon movie.
1: Ansel is definitely gonna be a national lampoon. Okay. <laughs> he's gonna get his first I don't know if it was his first, honestly. He's getting no, his funny on. I was about to lie and say his first R rated <laughs> lead flick. But now nah, he's gonna have he's gonna play a similar character as Ryan Reynolds did. He's gonna be a ladies man, but he gotta have some humor and he's gonna be a little jerk. Okay. So that's gonna be him. Now we got
0: Jaden Smith and Ryan Reynolds. Is Ryan Reynolds going to go back to a poke another Pokemon movie? Or is it going to be
1: Indiana Jones? Is Jaden going Pokemon Jaden is going Pokemon, and it's because they wanna do Ash, finally, but they don't want to do White Ash. They want to do black ash. Okay. Because this uh, Detective Pikachu movie, they like the little uh they like the character they have with the the light skinned fellow they have in that one. Is his name Justice? Yeah, Justice Smith. James
0: Smith, Justin Smith. Justice
1: is it, Smith. Is his name Justice Smith? I think Justice is his first name, but I might have just made up Smith. It's got to be Smith cuz it felt like that it felt right to me. <laughs> All right, so they're going to go they're going to make him play Ash. The movie's going to bomb and then they're going to finally do Ash the right way, white, <laughs> with Ansel. <laughs> <laughs> and then that leaves Ryan Reynolds playing Indiana Jones. And what are they going to do? He's not going to play Indiana Jones. He's going to play his son. They're (laughs) going to completely forget about the Shia LaBeouf one. It's like, all right, we tried. It failed. Now we're completely ignoring that one. Bringing Indiana Jones back one more time. Who's going to be playing his son? Ryan Reynolds. All right. We're going to move on to this next
0: one. We have Sophia Vergara. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez. Sarah Posen. And Christina Milian. (laughs) <laughs> Yikes! The movies, Tomb Raider, <laughs> Avatar, A Dragon Tattoo story, whatever one you choose, <laughs> and Unfriended. They have two in the franchise, so that's a franchise in my opinion. Now
1: Here we got Unfriended, Girl with the Dragon or A Dragon Tattoo story movies. We got what are the other two? Avatar and Tomb Raider. <laughs> we got Christian Million. Sarah Paulson, Paulson. Mich- Michelle Rodriguez, and Sophia Vergara. All right, let's get the Sophia Vergara out the way with. <laughs> Not Tomb Raider. <sighs> Tomb Raider. This with the dragon tattoo. Avatar. Unfriended. <sighs> I'm gonna put her in Avatar just so I can Okay. Um, I wanna imagine what an Avatar with her accent and voice would sound like. <laughs> I wanna see what um James Cameron can do with that. Okay. Sarah Paulson, definitely girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see her if they even I don't even she don't even gotta be a Leave, ride, leave or whatever her the character's name is. She can play the villain to her in that movie Bless you um, <laughs> Then we got Christina Million And Michelle Rodriguez Michelle Rodriguez is definitely Tomb Raider Okay And she's not gonna be uh, Laura Croft Cause we're gonna continue on With the bomb that was uh, <laughs> Tomb Raider her? With Oop. Alicia Vikander Yeah They are gonna be It's gonna be a buddy movie so on on one of her expeditions she gonna meet <laughs> she up with Michelle Rodriguez, dot version of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna meet up with her and they gonna, you know Tag team it together, and then at leaves Christina I would unfriend it because I know her paycheck can't be that big when it comes to movies. I feel like I can see a type of cast where you get a Christina or yeah, a Trey Songs or she, somebody in she's there. She's got the fall-off appeal that Blumhouse <laughs> probably would revel in because they ain't got to pay her that much yeah. and still have a hit movie. like, we movie. paid Lucy Hale once. <laughs> I mean, she's about to come back for the dub for the check. <laughs> she's like, y'all y- y- low-bought me one time. I brought y'all a subpar movie with Truth or Dare, so re-up. All right. Next,
0: we have Stephen Capel Jr. This is who should direct a movie in this franchise Steve McQueen, Bradley Cooper, and John Favreau. Your movies, you already know Fast and Furious, okay. Back to the Future, Cabin Fever, and Airbud.
1: Even Cable Junior getting Fast and the Furious. Okay, that's perfect because alright, he can be a big um, a big director in the future. You gotta get pick the right movies. Next, you said Back to the Future, Airbud, and Cabin Fever. I feel like if anybody can make Airbud a decent movie, it would be John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> so to give that movie a chance. Because he's already showing that he can do with some, what he can do with some animals.
0: <laughs> I can't believe how good of a director
1: John Favreau is. <laughs> so him putting his John Favreau family-friendly but good spin on Air Bud, I'd like to see him attempt that. All right, then we got, what else we got? Steve McQueen, Bradley Cooper, Back to the Future, and Cabin Fever. Steve McQueen I'm going to put with Cabin Fever because that franchise has so many bad sequels, I assume. Because I've only seen one of them, and the rest <laughs> of those sequels just seem sad. But The he's, one
0: i seen had Ryder Strong, a.k.a.
1: Wasn't he in two of them? Friend, probably, <laughs> a.k.a. Friend from Boy Me's World. <laughs> Sean. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve McQueen will make a very award-worthy cabin fever, make it a just a gritty but violent horror but you know respectable movie. And then that leaves Bradley Cooper with Back to the Future. He's also gonna be in Back to the Future as the Doctor, whatever his name was. Doc, 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 McStuffins. I was gonna say Doc McFly. <laughs> doc, to uh, him and Marty McFly getting married <laughs> in like one of the singles that I don't know about? Doc, not Doc. Doctor
0: Strange.
1: <laughs> he was strange. Is his name just Doc? Maybe. Let's I don't know. I can honestly tell you, I don't think I've seen all the Back to the Futures all the way through. I surely haven't. So, but I'm letting Bradley Cooper do that. He showed with uh, Stars Morning. He's a great director. So, let's see what he can do with um so is of, a, of these types so of So, this choice. is a reboot? Mm-hmm. All right.
0: So, no Michael J. Fox. Uh, if
1: nah.
0: Imagine if my- <laughs> nah, Ansel Michael- could play was, Marty McFly. Yeah, really could. I'm about to make a very childish
1: joke <laughs> that made no <laughs> sense. Just as, I was going to say, imagine (laughs) Imagine if he was the cameraman. Yep. (laughs) I don't want to see him directing a movie. You well, have a should, headache. <laughs> they, should, they, should, they should let him direct a found footage movie. Oh, you'd be good at that. Uh, that would look like legit found footage. <laughs> like I can't see uh, nothing that's going on.
0: His name was in this
1: movie. Let me find this. Jalil White is 42 years old. Dang, Jalil. Oh. Doc Brown. Okay. That's very off. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So, just to recap, Ansel Elgert is about to get his funny on in a new National Lampoon straight movie. to DVD though. Uh, and, <laughs> and that's a, a and that, new National uh, Lampoon. Pilot. Yeah. And in, in this universe, that means Ansel will be back in the Punishment segment. <laughs> All right. We have Jaden Smith taking the role of Black Ash. <laughs>
1: that just sounds racist <laughs> you, Ashy Black. Ashy Black. He's going to
0: be the Ashy Black in the Pokemon franchise. Um, we have Jalil White playing. Did a- I do that? Cheese. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> um, <laughs> we have him playing a Joe in the G.I. Joe movie. Is he with The Rock in this? Nah, The Rock is long <laughs> gone from this. <laughs> What about Shay Shay? He also long gone. He stayed dead. What about um, Dennis Quaid or
1: Bruce Willis? They all are gone. Who's going to lead this movie? What about the Snake Eyes? Oh, he's back. Yeah. He ain't got nothing else, dude. He do these <laughs> movies in his sleep. They are going to bring back uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joe Kinnaman. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> he's a perfect G.I. Joe actor.
1: And then we have Ryan
0: Reynolds taking on the role as the son of Indiana Jones. <laughs> no Shire. Yeah, Alicia. no Shire. <laughs> He's not a part of this. Then we have Sofia Vergara playing a very Latin avatar.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what they go to the, the <laughs> ethnic side of the avatar <laughs> yeah. world. Low riders. <laughs> 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 Well, right look dragons. Yeah. <laughs> the dragons <laughs> With the hair
0: attached to it, you know, hydraulics in it. Uh, I think that's going to be racist because it's going to be Sam Worthington. He's pulling up to this new city. As soon as he steps in, mariachi music is playing. <laughs> we got Michelle Rodriguez playing, Tomb Ra- Alicia Vikander's Laura Croft's sidekick in the next Tomb Raider movie. A buddy, a buddy, Tomb
1: Raider movie. I
0: mean, they might Is as well that try- they're called Raiders.
1: <laughs> might as well try something. They try
0: anything. They're not working. <laughs> we got Sarah Paulson playing a menacing villain in the Dragon Tattoo story. Is this with um, Claire Foy still? I mean,
1: in this world, yeah, but in real world, that definitely <laughs> happened. <laughs> And
0: then we have Christina Milian playing a role in an ensemble for the next unfriended film in the franchise. It yeah, should be one of the friends on the computers who yeah. dies first. Yeah.
1: Bring it back to good old times where yeah. black people were getting whacked off in the first 10 minutes of the movie.
0: Uh, not like the scene we um, I just posted on the Leo B. Gyllenhaal Instagram page where um, Busta Rhymes makes it all throughout Halloween Busta. Resurrection. And not only makes it, he's the one that ends Michael Myers in this film. By doing stereotypical karate sounds and kicking. Oh, he beats him in that movie? He he does a karate kick after he goes, What up? <laughs> he kicks Michael Myers. I
1: didn't know that was his
0: demise in the movie. And what happens to my... Oh, oh, oh here's the... So, he starts off, he's fighting Michael Myers. Karate fight, of course. And then the other girl that's still alive wraps some sort of cable around Michael Myers' neck. And then to finish him off, Buster Rhymes does a roundhouse kick, kicks him in the chest, out the window, and it hangs Michael Myers. You
1: gotta be getting that, not makes that before, movie even worse. Not before <laughs>
0: Buster Rhymes says some corny line beforehand. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was whack.
1: That is crazy.
0: Okay, but we have Stephen Caple Jr. stepping his foot in the Fast and Furious family adding on another great addition to it. Who's his cast? Who did he get in this one? Is
1: Vin, of course, Vinny. Is Vin. Of course. Tyrese Michelle. is not allowed back. Tyrese ain't back. Because they really wanted The Rock to come back. They pay him about $50 million to come to <laughs> yeah. this movie. So he, and Vin and Rock squash their beef. So you got Dwayne, Vin, Michelle, Luda, Natalie. Um, no, I'm sorry. Laura Natalia Manu- uh, right. <laughs> uh If that even, is even her I name. I think so. And then... You got uh, of course you got to bring back um Clint Eastwood's son Scott, but then you need Kurt middle. Russell, but you got to bring somebody to replace Tyrese. So he asks, mm, he asks Michael B. He turns it down. Michael B. says no, thank you. So then he goes and gets his boy Stilo. <laughs> D- I, no, <laughs> <laughs> he gets Prince J. John Boyega. Because, okay, like, who's the next the I do
0: like young that John just put out Pacific Rim to, you know,
1: which everybody forgot about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so now it's time for that
1: Star Wars is a little quieter this time around. Yeah, I keep forgetting that comes out next year. Yeah. We would have got a trailer by now if this was after Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this was Justice League, we would have got a trailer last year.
0: <laughs> Justice League. They and they're going to get cocky again cuz Aquaman's probably going to be a hit.
1: He's getting good reviews It's so. getting
0: great reviews It it looks pretty good So that's probably Going to be a hit They're going to be like hey, We knew it I kn-. Sometimes you get an Off game Alright let's green light this cyborg We're going to get like, Dang Black Panther Took the majority Of the possible Black actors We could get
1: <laughs> So now we got to Find nobodies <laughs> To go along yeah. with this Nobody that we have In
0: this movie No Why offense I him could've, That could have been John Boyega Let him suffer In this franchise <laughs> Recast him Y'all, you're constantly about to recast Ben Affleck.
1: Yeah, every other week is a different casting order. Then he's on, then he's not and then he's on. Coming then out the Warner Brothers office, <laughs> he's still buff. Yeah, so he's prepared. I need to decide what y'all's doing. And Henry Z-
0: Cavill's in and out,
1: in and out. Zach Snyder's not helping things because he's constantly posting stuff from his movie. <laughs> he just showed us what Dark Side would have looked like. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, that is, this really makes me want to see his version of the movie so badly, but it's not it's, helping me. Was, it will sound like it would be whacker, a big villain. I mean, it looked like it would be whack, but it looked like he would have tried. Yeah. This movie looked like they really phoned it in to make it whack.
0: We got Steve McQueen directing A Cabin Fever. I would say probably a reboot.
1: Start it over. Because oh, yeah, if he just said. did a sequel, that would be <laughs> odd. Doing it completely from scratch. It might not even be A Cabin in the movie. Maybe one Cabin maybe Fever the same. <laughs>
0: Uh, We have Bradley Cooper Following up A Star is Born With Back to the Future Where he's directing And acting in it As Emmett Doc Brown Uh, Who's Who's his uh, Marty You said Ansel Ansel Mm
1: -hmm. Ansel? Is Lady Gaga In this movie Playing something She might play If they really Really reboot In the movie Then he could play uh, His mom When he goes In the future Or in the past Yeah and then
0: we finally we have John Favreau taking on Airbud, bringing that into the future, if you will. A live action Air Bud. A live action CGI hybrid Airbud. Yep. With a great probably put a great cast around it. Pooch Hall. He likes dog movies. <laughs> Pooch Hall. Huh? Oh, sorry. Pooch dog.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I can't even get
1: And Matt, (laughs) Derwin, and... I don't know about Derwin and Melvin in the game, but all I know is is Pooch Pooch Dog Dog is ready. ready. First of all, his name was Derwin.
0: That's a stupid name. Derwin.
1: Derwin. Derwin Davis. Derwin. That's generic when it comes to last names. We're going to come up with a mad creative Derwin. Then we're just going to leave it at Davis.
0: (laughs) Out of the Duran Johnson.
1: Okay, uh, all right. Before we move on to what we got going on for the rest of this episode, time to do. I'll name this bracket later. Your contestant is not Michael B. because we already speak about him enough on this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> the most spoke about actor <laughs> on the show's history. Uh, so this, unless uh, we
0: talk about Anselmore, the Ansel. Yeah, it might be. It might be Ansel. Or Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson because I ain't going to yeah, episode without ATJ. It used to be Logan Lerman, but even, <laughs> Logan Lerman even fell off on the fall off scale. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad which him. is um Robin Hood, a member of the Find Morgan game. Oh, I knew that movie was going to Bob, <laughs> but it, the ver- I've never. <laughs> it's been a while since you have seen reviews that bad for a movie. Yeah, I didn't
1: right? think it would be that <laughs> whack. I figured they'd be bad, but they were—they were downright abysmal. Garbage. The worst movie <laughs> you ever seen. But I first saw it. it at eleven percent. Like, mm-hmm. yikes! I—I I tried to tell people these movies won't be successful.
0: Jamie Foxx only got about two movies: <laughs> Ray and Django.
1: And luckily, he got two really good movies.
0: And baby, baby driver. Obviously, he's in uh, that. He's and in Poonie horrible, Tang. horrible bosses. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, but you're contested for this, and, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio directed, or produced that movie, so you should have known it's going to be whack, because he don't got a good track record when we produce movies, which we Does already discussed really on the in show. These? He don't know he produced that. Yeah, he don't be in these board meetings. There's no way somebody with that talent his can name be looking over these movies. He pays people to look over, and as a joke, <coughs> they tried to sully his good name yeah. by making him produce <laughs> these whack movies. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because that's unbelievable. He Robin Hood,
0: they thought they had something. And I, I, I looked up no. uh, stuff that they thought was going to be in future
1: universes, and Robin Hood was one of them. No, stop. I can tell you no. Just listen to me. Let me see if I can find that article. Um, but your contestant for this week from the number one movie of this weekend is John C. Riley. So we're doing his best movie. You got any, any guesses off the top of your head? Step Brothers. That's what I was thinking. Let's see. His <laughs> filmography travels very f- far back into... Yeah, he was acting like the 60s. I mean, his first movie was 89, but you're close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's close. <laughs> to a right. young guy like me, <laughs> 89 is 30. <laughs> <laughs> All right, his first movie skipping it. Skip, 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 You ever seen Boogie Nights? Mm,
0: nah, I've seen little clips of it on regular cable TV.
1: What about Never Been Kissed? Nah. I've seen that, but not enough to really talk about it. Nah. Um, how about Magnolia? Nope. Perfect Storm? Nope. The Good Girl? Nope. All right, here we go. Gangs of New York or Chicago?
0: Gangs of New York. Chicago, at the time, wasn't for me at the age I was. Probably now I would be singing the songs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you ever seen The Hours? Nah. All right, Anger Management. He had an uncredited role in that no, movie. Okay, Gangs of New York. All right, Gangs of New York or The Aviator? Gangs of New York. Gangs in New York or I remember this movie <laughs> gangs in New York or dark water
0: is dark water uh no no, that's not what I'm thinking of I'm not sure what this movie is then. but
1: Jennifer Connelly, it was a scary movie what I, I was
0: thinking scary movie, so I don't know what is
1: this This was when like her house kept getting like flooded the, with the walls would be all wet. <laughs> that sounds whack. <laughs> this was around the time where like the Ring was popular, the Grudge. Why do I feel like I've wa- I watched this at your house? I only remember this movie because I seen this the night before we went on vacation one of them times.
0: <laughs> Didn't
1: I watch one of them like M Night Shyamalan movies at your house? I know we watched. Uh, I know we watched Dreamcatcher, uh, and that was very whack at the time. I don't know about now. <laughs> we was watching some weird movies as children. We watched weird movies that night. It was Dreamcatcher and Geely. And we G-Li- watched both of them that night. Yes, and Geely didn't get finished because it was so bad. Like I want to go play with toys. I want to know. All right, <laughs> let's put when Jeeley come? Two thousand three? It's somewhere around the early two thousands. But That's I right. can tell you for a fact, Gangs of New York is much better yeah. than Dark Water.
0: Meaning, we was like
1: ten. Yeah, me and watching <laughs> Like me and Brianna had this conversation because was, I was talking about my childhood, and I was like, "What movie did I say reminded me of my childhood?" And she was like. Dang, my childhood, I'd be thinking of like The Lion King. You over here thinking about stuff like... Yeah, uh Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was thinking of weird movies. Uh, what movie? I can't even think of the movie, but it was very odd. All right, so um, uh, Gangs of New York or Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby?
0: Uh, I don't like
1: Talladega Nights as much as the
0: of uh, his other movies.
1: But I'm still gonna go Talladega Nights just because I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting that Talladega Nights is to me one of the funniest movies I've seen. It's definitely, um, it's it's not funnier than Angerman to me, but it's one of Will Ferrell's funniest movies. That movie, when I first seen it, I was dying. Um, all right, Talladega Nights or Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story? Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights or Step Brothers? Step Brothers. Step Brothers, or you ever see Nine, that little animated movie? Nah. What about The Extra Man? Nah. Cyrus? Nah. I wanted to see it. Uh, Cedar Rapids? Nope. I saw that movie, and um, Step Brothers is definitely better than <laughs> it. Uh, what else we got? You ever see We Need to Talk About Kevin? Nope. Terry? Nope. Carnage?
0: Nope, I ain't seen no uh, John C. Riley movies. All right, I seen Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, Step Brothers or The Dictator? Step Brothers. Uh, you ever see? Did you see wreck Ralph? Nope, not yet. Me neither. I need to watch it before the new one comes out. Um, Step Brothers or Angry Man Two: The Legend Continues. Step Brothers. Step Brothers or Life After Beth? You see that? Nope. Step Brothers or Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: something to think about. Step Brothers. all right. Kyle, we got two movies. <laughs> which one are you gonna watch? We have Step Brothers, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, I wanna watch. Ooh. <laughs> this is difficult. Of Step what you, all right, just think of which one you really like. <laughs>
1: I might have to go Guardians of the Galaxy All right, Guardians of the Galaxy or Oh you ain't never seen The Lobster right? Nah I'm not even going to interfere Mess up this whole thing <laughs> by saying The Lobster So the Guardians of the Galaxy or um, You ever see Sing? Nah So Guardians of the Galaxy is better uh, Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxy or Kong Skull Island Guardians of the Galaxy Guardian of the Galaxy, and that brings us to the sister brothers, and (laughs) if you listen to the last episode, you know for a fact, Guardians of the Galaxy is way better than that. We ain't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet. Home versus Home and Watson. Watson comes out later this year, I think. So that leaves us with Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's see if that one was already used. Searching. 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 Searching, searching, and we're good. All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy is John C. Riley's movie, JCR. All right, time to move on. Now, once again, it's been a light movie news,
0: so I mean, we took up an hour 15 uh, talking about the movies we've seen.
1: No, no, Dana's a long time. <laughs> All right. Well, I got just well, I have two two little quick uh sixteen entry tournament brackets, but we can only do one for this episode. In the lieu, uh, in lieu of Creed coming out and Black Friday, what are those two things or Black Friday just happening recently? What do those two things have in common? The color black. <laughs> that and fighting. So <laughs> <laughs> So I created a celebrity knockout tournament.
0: Easy smeezy.
1: I gave you, I got 16 actors rent or not. Well, I know how I pick these actors, but it'll come (laughs) up as randomly selected going, battling head to head each round. I'm giving you a different combat sport and you have to tell me which actor would win in this certain combat sport or activity. Are you ready?
0: sounds like it's about to be
1: a boy fight. Yep, and then next week, because at first, when I was putting them in there, I was like, okay, let me throw some girls in here. But then I realized that once the next round happened, that said girl would be battling that said boy, and yeah. then I did not feel like getting into a uh, <laughs> uh, some shady territory where I got guys and girls fighting each other. <laughs> all right, so. It's about to be a boy fight. Man, you sound just like me on there. Um, nah. All right, so your first uh, match, or, your first, or for the first round, your sport slash activity is... A Black Friday scuffle Okay Who is winning A Black Friday scuffle Your first match is Chris Hemsworth Okay Versus Bill Skarsgård Who is scrapping it over Who is scrapping And winning the victory over I don't know uh, Red Dead Redemption That's on sale For like 50% off (laughs) Chris Hemsworth Is taking this one
0: Bill Skarsgård Is gonna get some hits in But not not Nothing Good enough to knock Chris Hemsworth out. Chris Hemsworth is gonna flip him over and uh, power slam him into the ground.
1: <laughs> All right. In the same side, we got John Krasinski mm-hmm. going against Samuel L. Jackson in a Black Friday scuffle. Who is who's winning this battle? <laughs> John <for> Krasinski's the- <laughs>
0: taking this off of like being younger. <laughs>
1: All right, you don't know uh, Samuel Jackson will play dirty when it comes to them uh, 50% off golf clubs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he could be like a granddad off the boondocks. He seems <laughs> to be able to fight.
1: <laughs> All right, so John Krasinski is moving on to the next round. All right, your next matchup in the Black Friday scuffle is Sylvester Stallone versus Ethan Hawke. Now,
0: how it thinks Sylvester Stallone would win – But I feel like Ethan Hawke probably can fight, and he's a little younger. Um, I think Sylvester's loan to get gassed out, so I'm going Ethan Hawke.
1: All right, Ethan Hawke is definitely walking away with that uh, buy one, get three toothbrushes for free. (laughs) All right, next. In the Black Friday scuffle, we got Jesse Plemons Mm -hmm. versus Bradley Cooper. Who is winning that $600 80 inch TV?
0: I'm going Jesse Plemons. I don't really see Bradley Cooper as much of a fighter. Um, Jesse Plemons seems like he can get low to the ground and really wrestle.
1: (laughs) And the way his weight is looking, he looks like he's he's a happy (laughs) fella getting up to sumo wrestler status. All right, next we got Ryan Reynolds versus Keegan Michael Key. Who's walking away in this Black Friday scuffle? I
0: definitely think Keegan-Michael Key has more energy and could last longer in a fight. But I feel like Ryan Reynolds is going to pull out some sort of martial arts move to finally knock him out. All right, Ryan Reynolds moving on to
1: the next round. All right, next up in a Black Friday scuffle. One of these guys is definitely about to put the black in Black Friday. We got <laughs> Tom Cruise versus Jay Farrow.
0: Jay Farrow is now in shape, if you've ever seen him on Instagram.
1: No, I don't double tap his shirtless pics. I don't double a, tap no pictures. I'm assuming that he has. Um, Jay Pharoah.
0: Tom Cruise's I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this W to Jay Farrow. Um, okay. More youthful. Probably got hands. He looked like he may box Tom Cruise. He's more action-y. I don't know if he can go hand-to-hand combat. I watched Henry Cowell choke him out <laughs>
1: on top of that mountain. <laughs> All right, so Jay Farrow pulling the upset, moving on to the next round. All right, next we got Chadwick Bozeman mm-hmm. and Lakeith Stanfield, who. Is winning this black on black Black Friday scuffle.
0: I think it'll be an all right fight, but ultimately, I definitely think Chadwick could put
1: the pause on Lakeith. All right, you don't think uh, Lakeith would uh, do some spell to knock him out so he can walk away <laughs> with that buy one P- PlayStation 4, get the second one free? If they did that where well, you can get come, come away with two PlayStations, mean, means <laughs> PlayStation is struggling. Uh, all right, so Chadwick is moving on to the next round. And then, last but not least, we got Paul Rudd going against Nick Robinson. Who is winning? Wow, this is
0: this ain't the best fight. This is one of those uh, limp wristed fist fights.
1: Um, I didn't say Nick Robinson from I, uh, from Love Simon. I just said Nick Robinson. Nick Robinson in, in regular life seems like a gentle.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go Paul Rudd because. Wait no 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 no! I'm gonna go Nick Robinson. Okay. Because I think Nick Robinson's gonna be like I don't wanna I don't wanna fight I don't wanna fight and I think Paul Rudd's gonna be the aggressor, and then Nick Robinson's just gonna catch him with one mean hit
1: and sleep Paul Rudd. All right, so Nick Robinson is moving on to the round of eight. I think one, two, three, four, five, seven, six, yep, eight. six eight eight. <laughs> All right, moving on to the second round. Now this round, your activity slash combat sport is. In light of Creed, a boxing match. Okay,
0: so this is professional. They got the boxing gloves on, the referee.
1: Yep. So, who's winning in a boxing match? Chris Hemsworth or John Krasinski?
0: John Krasinski. Okay. Because he seems very fighter-like on his um, Jack Ryan show. Um, like when they talk about him playing Mr. Fantastic, there's like a picture floating around where he's shirtless, he's in shape, and he has like his hands wrapped, taped up, <laughs> so clearly he might have been boxing or something.
1: Alright, that's the I, I didn't expect that one.
0: Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is just like a, like Australian type fighting, and he's like LMA, but if this is professional boxing, I think John Krasinski could pick him apart a little bit, maybe have some defense.
1: All right, so Krasinski coming in with the upset, moving on to the next round. All right, who's winning this boxing match, Ethan Hawk or Jesse Plemons?
0: Again, I actually think Ethan Hawk okay. beat Jesse Plemons. Um Jesse Plemons, again, if this was like MMA or wrestling or something, Jesse Plemons got him. But if this is, um, I think Ethan Hawk can be a tactician. He can uh, pick apart Jesse Plymouth's defense. He uh, knows the timing and right spots to hit. So I definitely think he could get it done. All
1: right, Ethan Hawk moving on to the final four. Next up, we got Ryan Reynolds versus Jay Farrell. Who's winning this boxing match?
0: I think I'm going to lean towards Jay Farrell on okay. this. <laughs> we uh, got a Cinderella moving on. He has the natural uh, black athleticism that comes with it. Uh, if they both were not boxers before and they had to learn boxing, I think a black athlete would naturally learn the sport quicker. So I think it'll be a good match though. This will go to distance. Has
1: anyone do you think they're gonna knock out? Did anyone one of these guys get a knockout? Not yet. None of there's not a knockout yet. All right, then we got our last battle or match or whatever you want to call it. Chadwick versus Nick Robinson. Who's winning this now boxing match? Now we have
0: a knockout.
1: Chadwick going to clean Nick Robinson
0: right on up. Um, I can picture Nick Robinson <laughs> running in the <laughs> ring
1: with his arms by his side. Is he going to get slept like how Cuba Gooden got <laughs> punched out the ring?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think he's going to get punched through the ropes for sure. <laughs> You're going to see Nick Robinson all tangled up in the ropes. <laughs> yeah, Chadwick, Chatty B got that.
1: Alright, Chadwick Boseman moving on to the final four. Alright, now for this next round, your type of combat slash activity is mixed martial mixed martial arts. MMA. Again, into a UFC match. Alright, we know how this goes. You I, can
0: put a hill to somebody's temple.
1: <laughs> um, Alright, so your first battle or match or whatever is John Krasinski versus Ethan Hawke. I definitely I um,
0: it could go a couple rounds but I think it's going to be Ethan Hawke because he's more like gritty, he seems wily, he seems like he's Willing to do the things that most people aren't. John Krasinski feels like, yeah, I can box a little bit, but I ain't going to get, I ain't going to wrestle you and get kicked in the face and everything. I got, I don't want to lose Emily Blunt and she'll see me with a cauliflower ear and be like, nah, I ain't in him no more. And then float away on her umbrella.
1: <laughs> All right. How is Ethan Hawke winning this match then? Uh, Choke. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to choke John Krasinski. All right. So you're going to make him tap. Yep. All right, so on the next side of things, who's moving on to face Ethan Hawk in the championship round? We got Jay Farrow versus <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Who is winning this, oh, this mixed martial arts battle? This is
0: another good battle, but I do actually have Chadwick Bozeman winning. He's going to win off of an arm bar, and <laughs> Jay Farrow's not going to want to tap until that arm breaks. <laughs> And that's, yeah, that's how he, Yeah, he do not want to tap, but then he's going to go out with his arm being snapped in half.
1: <laughs> All right, so now we got the championship match Ethan Hawk going against Chadwick, Chadwick Bozeman. Busy Bozeman. I'm not surprised by the Chadwick one, but the Ethan Hawk one, <laughs> little surprise. <laughs> so in this championship battle, mm-hmm. they ain't boxing, not boxing. No UFC style and combat they ain't going kicking on, kicking each other in the head, and they ain't fighting over a TV. Mm-mm. They are fencing. Who is winning this fencing battle? If you don't know what fencing is, that's when they got the little, little mask on, white outfit, little white outfit, <laughs> pointy swords. Whoever get uh what is it poked first? Something
0: like that. Something very soft.
1: <laughs> Who was winning this fencing battle? Ethan Hawke,
0: Chadwick Boseman. Now, I don't know why I feel this way. I feel like Chadwick is way more graceful than Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and I feel like he can put on the white suit, tiptoe, poke. Real quick off Ethan Hawke, I got Chadwick Boseman taking the tourney.
1: All right, Chadwick is your celebrity. Chatty. Knockout king. Nobody in Hollywood wants to see this man because he's well-rounded. He can beat you up in a Walmart. He can beat you up in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. He can beat you up in an octagon. And he can beat you up on them little gym mats that I'm sure that fencing match is going <laughs> on. So sh- congratulations to Chadwick Bozeman. You are the celebrity knockout king for 2018. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we will see who his queen will be. But before we t- uh, move <laughs> on to the punishment segment, just want to get your thoughts on these little tiny topics. First off, you see uh, Birds of a Prey will start production in January. Yeah. Did you see that outlandish title that I really hope isn't real? Yeah,
0: I hope that's fake, too.
1: The title is, according to Margot Robbie, and it was confirmed by different sources, which is very odd, (laughs) is allegedly Birds of a Prey, parentheses, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's crazy. You like that title?
0: (laughs) Nah, I don't like that title. I really don't even like the concept of this movie. I don't like that this is the group that they (laughs) chose. I don't like that they're actually going to
1: film it soon
0: (laughs) so yeah i'm not excited all the way around
1: i'm definitely not excited about the title at all i'm definitely not saying it so when i go see the movie and um i do like the cast except for joe whatever something small journey Journey smollett whatever her full name is only because she did that marriage counselor movie with tyler (laughs) Perry. but other than that i like margot robbie um mary elizabeth weinstead ewan mcgregor it's just that DC stench. Will it be good DC stench or will it be bad? We're we gonna see what that title is a no go for me. And okay, last but not least, we had two trailers that drop or two good trailers that dropped this week or for big movies. First up, the Lego movie two trailer. Did you see that?
0: Uh yeah, I saw the Lego movie trailer. Did you like it? That looks good. Um like I expected. Def- definitely a different feel. It feels like it's been quite some time. They threw two Lego movies in the middle, but still excited for this.
1: Yeah, I, I like that we learned that uh, Chris Pratt has, uh, he's playing two characters yeah, in this that's movie. Yeah, funny. <laughs> and they're joking on his past famous roles in this movie, so I thought that was pretty dope. And the movie still looks uh, like it's going to be enjoyable and trying to keep up the legacy the first one has built. So I'm looking forward to that. And, <laughs> no pun intended.
0: Okay. Then
1: last but not least, the Lion King little trailer drop. Would you, was you impressed with that? I thought it looked good. Uh,
0: I always I've had faith in John Favreau after you know what he's done in the past. Prior to me really caring, then Iron Man and Chef, and the fact that he was molding the uh, Marvel universe. Then you got what Jungle Book. Not gonna necessarily say Cowboys and Aliens, but you know it looked good. We all have slip ups. Um, <laughs> so I definitely was excited for this Lion King. Get um. Uh, I didn't even have no expectations on how he was going to make him look. Um, but I thought the way it looked was pretty good. It's just a little teaser trailer, but so far so good. He has a great cast and I've been seeing headlines of people taking something I said quite some months uh, quite some time ago when I said how is this a live action movie if there's nothing live <laughs> <laughs> uh, in it? And I've been seeing people say that
1: a lot lately, but I guess that I'm starting to learn that maybe that just means it just looks real, yeah. It's I done don't... by real people because <laughs> I, I guess they were cool. somebody
0: did motion capture, right? I'm assuming he but... didn't. Did John Farrell sit on his computer,
1: huh? <laughs> adding he... together? Simba, if he did, he should be an animator. <laughs> that's what really those things look real,
0: yeah. So, yeah, it looks real good. Now, I'm interested in hearing a voice coming out this realistic yeah, wanna looking hear. lion.
1: I want to hear the voices.
0: Jungle Book was one thing for some reason, I can't quite remember the way that was. I mean, it felt normal when you watching it. Yeah, but I really want to see Lion King because these specific voices, Donald Glover,
1: Beyonce, Seth Rogen. I think Seth Rogen going to be perfect as Pumbaa. I want to uh, see when they do uh, I Can't Wait to Be King. Yeah. Are they, and they're uh, strutting through the – Are they going to do because in
0: Jungle Book, they really toned it down,
1: the singing. Ba- well, they, they said they're going to have – I forget what songs they said are definitely going to be in this movie. We got to put them in there. But just going off of basically how they took the beginning of the actual Lion King and made it the teaser trailer, mm-hmm. so it seems like they're—I don't know if he's gonna do I'm like storyboard for storyboard, but it seems like these movies are gonna be very similar. So yeah,
0: it'd be difficult to change it because people be upset. But at the same time, you shouldn't make the same exact movie because we could just watch that movie. Yeah, I
1: mean, I guess he's
0: actually it could to me it could be fun because it gives you a different look. It brings it to a new generation, and you get to hear different people sing it. Everybody, people like covers.
1: I'm going to watch it. I mean, it, the movie look good. I'm not yeah, saying I'm going to love the it, movie. It got two of my favorite people in it. I'm going to respect the movie, but I don't know how much uh, the level of enjoyment I'm going to have for it, just yeah. because I'm not, like, the biggest Lion King fan. I was too busy uh, putting uh, bullets in my gauge when that was on the show during my childhood. Okay. I didn't really watch these movies. Um, all right, so let's move on to the punishment segment. I got two nominees for you. Okay. First nominee is the host of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast, <laughs> because we were very adamant about the fact that Venom was going to be a complete disaster. That's true, and they just so surprised Wonder Woman. Yep, that thing has surpassed, I think it was like 800 million worldwide or something oh wild. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And at first, I was just going to let it slide, I was like, oh, we was wrong. But it yeah. continues to beat good movies and continue to make money on a worldwide scale, and it's getting out of control. So I'm nominating us for punishment for being so adamant that Venom was going to be a complete <laughs> failure, and it continues to just, just lie and lie and lie. Niggas and just seem like we like. Oh, t- the MacGyver reboot lost the character already. <laughs> Dang. I want to know what's going to happen with the Lethal Weapon
0: show. That yeah. got to get canceled because Damon Wayne's Jr. Now, I mean, not Jr. Regular Damon Wayans. I think. Leaving.
1: I think he said he'll do it. Uh, they, he, they, these From what I've read, they are willing to adjust to his accommodations. Okay. But with all that being said, I think the ratings of the show is what's going to get it canceled. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good with now. I'm not dissing Sean Pat, Sean,
0: Patrick Flannery, <laughs> Sean William Scott. Yeah, he's good on the <laughs> show.
1: But ever since they lost, uh, what's his name? Who was really good. Oh boy. Oh, because he was wilding. Yeah, a good three three or four, whatever seasons. It's fine. He needed to calm down. But um all right, and your next nominee is Brian Singer.
0: He's always good to be and nominated. It's not for his like the little
1: sexual allegation misconduct. Yeah, he had some funny funnies happening. It's not for him originally being the director of Bohemian Rhapsody but getting fired. Now that movie's a success. Um <laughs> his reasoning for getting nominated for punishment this week is news came out this past week. That he banned comic books on the set of X-Men. And the reasoning... And I'm going to pull up Hugh Jackman's exact quote (laughs) for why he said...
0: I trust Hugh Jackman.
1: He said... It was like contraband. I'd never read X-Men, so people slipped them under my door. I'm reading these things. I'm going, these are brilliant. Look uh, Look at the physicality. So I would go into Kevin Feige's office... And it was wall to wall, not only comics all over, but six hundred figurines of different characters. And I'd be like, "What should I read?" So he was slipping me stuff, and we stayed friends ever since. Um, And then, okay, no, okay, he's the one I didn't have to quote. But where is the actual? Where? All right, here we go. So, he explained that the reasoning behind Singer's decision was based around the fact that he really wanted to take comic book characters seriously as real three-dimensional characters, but feared that people who don't understand these comics might not think they're two-dimensional. And he added that the comics were perceived by some as children's literature, but that his frame of mind evolved ironically in part thanks to Singer. You know, that's what Hugh Jackman said. So, I I don't agree with the fact that he banned comic books on this movie, but I can understand why he was doing it. The reason I'm nominating him for punishment is the fact that if this was his reasoning back in the day, this is the same fella who directed <laughs> X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, which your main character is far from a truly take somebody you would take serious as a three dimensional yeah. character. He's purple. <laughs> Looks like a villain from Power Rangers. Yeah. He looked goofy. Oscar Isaac hated shooting that movie because of how it was being in that suit and the fact that it was whack.
0: I can't believe they just
1: You're just gonna let them get away with making a whack movie. <laughs> so how Handed over.
0: Oh, well, it is handed over.
1: How you go from being super serious about this X Men movie, the very first one, like what was it, two thousand nineteen ninety nine or whatever? Mm-hmm. To, uh, we come all the way to what 2016 and you've made an X Men Apocalypse movie that looks like <laughs> it was ripped straight out of comic But when we're talking about the I plot be- lines yeah. and the characters and how they were acting, the suits they were wearing. What, what happened in between there? So, yeah, for that, I am nominating Brian Singer for Punishment. So, who are you choosing? You got
0: this is a tough one because I would like to give Brian Singer it, but
1: we were also very wrong. Yeah, it was out of control. It just keeps getting worse and worse. It, yep, it's passed $800 million worldwide outgrossing Wonder Woman at the box office. That's crazy. It just keeps passing every DC movie. I think it's done. Yeah, DC's done. long gone. <laughs> it took its time, Justice League. <laughs> that pain, I
0: almost don't want to give us the punishment because of how painful it is that it's actually doing that. I am just Mainly, I'm just terrified they're going to get Spider-Man back. <laughs> and I would have liked to see Venom in the MCU. So, this is, this is an all around problem.
1: Oh, yeah. And Sony recently, uh, a couple of days ago, they set two Marvel movies. They set dates for two Marvel movies. So,
0: that's got to be Morbius. And, and they're saying Venom, venom 2. 2. <sighs> what are those dates? Those dates are. Venom? I never thought I'd see the day where I saw Venom 2.
1: Yep. July 10th, 2020, and October 2nd, 2020. Yeah, so, you know that October 2nd is Venom 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know. Wh- yeah, first is a non sequel opening July second, and the Morbius? second is a sequel opening October second.
0: What? They can't they can't do this. <laughs> Cause it may make, make, make me making me think
1: I know Venom has solo comic books. Does Morbius <laughs> he probably does. I know but at the same doesn't. time they're not popular. All I know is they're getting too cocky to put Morbius out in the thick of summer.
0: Yeah, they gotta go with They got Spider Man. They're gonna get Spider Man back. <laughs> And they're gonna redo it, and Timothy Chalamet gonna be swinging across it with a web. <laughs> this is crazy. This is, this is nuts. Yeah,
1: a lot of so things happen sure. in the world that you
0: just don't want. That being said, call me when you pass a Billy. <laughs> Brian Singer's getting it.
1: <laughs> all, right. all right, Brian Singer, you are on punishment, sir. <laughs> Not for all your misconduct. Not from Man, getting fired from a nasty. movie that's making money at the box yeah, office. Yeah, those those
0: are two little <laughs> add ons that yeah. b- makes you pass
1: the jilly the jilly boys as the streetsmen <laughs> <been> calling us. <laughs> you are a punishment because you just seem like a super hypocrite, and you seem like time you made you. Tell somebody who ain't read the Congress, you can't read them. He wanted to learn. Yeah, don't get inspired. I want you to make this character as human and as uninspired as possible. But then uh, almost, uh, what, two decades <laughs> later, let's uh, do, let's make this apocalypse fella who has nothing human about him, really. <laughs> let's make him look unhuman as possible. Let's do a lot of unhuman things. Let's make Olivia Munn's character wear an outfit that she just wouldn't normally wear. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's that's more comic booky than
0: anything, so I don't know what he's talking about.
1: Let's have Nightcrawler, let's have these guys go be all goofy and go to the mall. <laughs> Looking all stupid, oh, man. Let's just do that, and let, let's let me just completely uh, abandon my. Uh, and on top of process. that, talking
0: about making it realistic as possible, ten years are passing, and these people look the same. <laughs> yeah, each movie.
1: <laughs> so let's let's chill, Especially fam.
0: When you look at like Gene Gray and stuff, they can't s- stay in their
1: twenties. Yeah, they'll never line up. It's just it's over. It's over for all that. Yep. All right, so Brian Singer, you are on Punishment, sir? Go in the corner and there's a lot of things you should just yeah. you got to just look over when it comes to your life. So I don't even know where you want to start. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to the Rotten Tomato segment of the show. We got some movies to resolve. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? First up is Ralph Breaks the Internet. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes. Right now, it is sitting at a nice. Uh, where that eighty-six percent. I gave it a seventy-eight percent. You gave it a eighty-two percent, giving you the victory yes. there. Um. So that now we're now tied at twenty-nine. No shoestrings. All right, next we have Robin Hood, which is sitting at a okay, it's going to sit at a sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes right that now. That seems high now. I gave it a forty percent, which seems generous. What did I guy I gave it like a fifty? <laughs> Close. You gave it a fifty-six <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the victory there, bumping my lead Yikes. back up to one. Whatever. And then last but not least, we got Creed 2, which is sitting at an 81% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 82%. Okay. You gave it a 86%. Dang. You had too much faith in them. It's like um, <laughs> give- I knew it was that opening scene. It was the beginning of the movie that
0: swayed everybody.
1: They're like, nope, I'm walking out. Um, all right, giving me the victory there So that bumps my lead up to two We're sitting at 31 to 29 now And then next week, hopefully, we gotta resolve Mowgli The Legend of the Jungle, whatever it's called And then The Possession of Hannah Grace So for this week, just one movie Because we're starting to get a few mo- weeks away And all these indie movies got reviews already So a big movie coming out towards the end of the year Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse What are you giving that movie?
0: The first thing that comes to my head is
1: 78%. (laughs) That's sad. Before you said that, I just wrote down 76%. (laughs) So we're going to see which part or where where it falls. Hopefully not at 77. All right, so I'm giving it a 76, and you're giving it a 78.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and that's our only movie for this week. So we'll resolve that after it comes out on December fourteenth. So we got a few weeks. All right, what All right. is next? What is it? DVDs or the next movies? Yeah, that's that DVDs. <laughs> we
0: got Searching. I'll
1: put that as a um. I'll put that as a low ex. Ah. I'll put that as a low must-have. It's varying between that and accept as a gift. I thought that was a really good movie. And then for some reason, I felt like we did this one, but the Meg. Uh, kind of it really does kind of feel like it, but I'll put that as maybe I put that as a might stream only because people seem to enjoy that movie way more than I did. I thought it was whack. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll go back and watch it and give it another that, chance after a sequel. That was also play. that
0: was also a movie that was in the background and I was in and out watching, so I didn't count that as me seeing it, but definitely seeing stuff that's going on in, in that movie and it didn't seem particularly good to me. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't nothing. All right. Mm-hmm. Is that all we got? Yep, that's it for the blu Rays. Alright,
1: what movie you plan on seeing before the next episode? No Snoopin, Doctor Drew. Uh, okay.
0: I probably won't go to the
1: theaters. So I'm
0: not sure what I'll watch at home.
1: Um, me personally, I am trying to see Girl in the Spiders Web in the next couple days because that movie seems to be veering out of the movie yeah, theater. That's out of there. At rapid pace. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what
0: what movie was it that I saw that had such little times? It might have been Fantastic Beasts. Really? It was on
1: one of them days. I was, was it Fantastic Beast? I was seeing the same thing for Girl and the Dragon's Tattoo. That's why yeah, I was like, oh, I got to see this movie here soon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm going to try to see that next. I ain't I ain't in no rut. I'm really just in catch-up mode after that. Nice. Oh my gosh, because I still need to see Ralph breaks the Internet, Fantastic Beasts, Instant Family. I'm really disrespecting Rose Byrne by not seeing her movie this fast. <laughs> Robin Hood, even though it seems to be whack, yeah. Um, I good still want Robin Hood. I want to see Beautiful Boy. Uh, the favorite you just is want to see Beautiful Boys in general. <laughs> no, um, a movie I'm really looking forward to is coming out, in, and I don't know when because it already came out limited. The favorite. So whenever that decides it wants to make its way over to my side of town, I'm definitely seeing that immediately and and some other stuff. <laughs> so um Mowgli.
0: All right, I you guess probably be the first one on Netflix at midnight like, watching that. No, I want to
1: see it in theaters. <laughs> I want to see it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I guess that comes to the end of this john, no creed two. This huh? has been the <laughs> B, uh podcast? Mm-hmm. You already know who it is It's your Bizoy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel A.k.a. O'Shea Bratz in the third, a.k.a. Slim Nick a.k. A.k.a. Slim Pickens A.k.a. <laughs> Robert Balmain <laughs> Jr. A.k.a. A.k. Slim Pickens A.k.a. Slim Nate, A.k.a. Slim Pickens Belly rolling Nate, your wine um, Who else I is? I already said it's Nate Breaks the Internet oh, Did I not say that earlier? Oh, well, dang <laughs> Well, we all know it's Nadana's Need uh. The Nate. Fantastic Nates and the Crimes of Grendel Nate. Bohemian Nate City. Instant Nate. Robin Hood or Hood, <laughs> Nato's, The Green Nate. A Star is Nate or a Nate is Born. And Lowly
0: Man Spread. It's Joaquin Penisworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya, Taylor Joy Van Zandt, a.k.a. Kai Dolla Sign, Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Cool Breeze, boy oh boy you cowboys, <laughs> my ticket thumped, Kingpin, the Hibachi Chef, uh, Neon Ember, Raymond Kane, Uncle Hami, Hoodie K, Sweet lady, would you be mine? My sweet love for a lifetime. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and
1: receive me. Right. All right, man. Who's stinking it up in this joint?
0: Ansel Elger does not stink, but out of habit, almost said his name. Jai Courtney sucks. Theo James sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Joey King sucks. Nina Dobrev sucks. Chingy sucks. I look at when you do that right there. I lost my Taylor Kish sucks. And I lost track. So that's all oh, y- y- y'all know. Y'all suck. Y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, I guess you know who you are. Guess it's time we end this off da, ba, de, do, with a, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm the one with the pens. <laughs> Yikes.